In goes Stewart! They've only gone and done it! And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Okay, good morning. We're back with another Saturday morning preview show and this time ahead of the visit of Maidstone United to Viewers Park. We are once again joined by Joe, a Maidstone United fan, broadcaster, commentator, you name it, he does it. (laughs) Sporting a new haircut, which you can't see, but I can. Looks very smart, and uh, he'll be uh, he'll be debuting that down at uh, Hughes Park. I understand. So, Joe, firstly, welcome back to the Glovers Cast. Thank you very much for having me on. It's a pleasure to be back. Yeah, we didn't think it was going to be this soon, did we? But <laughs> no, no. Well, that's the thing. We was just talking just before we we started recording about how long ago we last played, and then so early on in the season this time around, it's, it's a very big game, isn't it? Yeah, it feels like it. Two teams coming down from from National League Premier. Tier. People will be looking to see, um, yeah, how we how we match up against each other. I imagine. Yeah, I was saying to you the the nightmare of Jerome Binham Williams's header in the ninety. Well, I'm going to say 99th minute, but that's quite an ordinary <laughs> thing this season, isn't it? I think ten minutes of injury time is nothing. But um, yeah, I'm still getting repeats of that and. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, last-minute goals in Maidstone United. There's something about you that, uh, when it comes to the Oval Town, I think. Yeah, especially, I mean, in that season where we went up to the National League a couple of years ago now, most games we were winning in the last 10 minutes. Um, you probably would have seen, like, the St Albans game and stuff like that, where people started to think we were going to win it about seven games before we actually did win it. And, yeah, we just we always have this knack of just finding a way when the going gets tough, except last season. We'll write that one off. but yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think we'll ride our season off as well. So yeah, quite happy, <laughs> quite happy with that. But um, yeah, I mean, just uh, having a look around at the uh, at the the team, it it seems to have been um, a bit of all change because I remember last time we we spoke, um, there were obviously still a few players who um, you had uh, Bar Jack Barham, wasn't it? Yeah, the striker yeah, now who, older shot, yeah, older shot. And um, one player who, who who really impressed me, I noticed, has gone on to to Gates. It was Regan Booty. Um, mm-hmm. He obviously scored that penalty against us at, at your place earlier in the uh, earlier in the season. But there quite a number of incomings as well as um, over the summer. Tell us about how the team's shaping up. Well, it was, it was a lot of business done very early on. Um, I think everybody was quite impressed with that. I think we had four or five signings coming in before I think the first week of July, which was way ahead of schedule for what we did when we got promoted to the National League. Um, and then we had a very big period, which in the supporters evening we hosted down the club was referred to as like the kind of waiting period between phase one and phase two of signings. So we then went about a month without signing anybody. Um, and then of course we brought in a couple of players from trial, uh, Connor Kelly, central midfielder and Ogo Obi, of course, playing in the national South last season up front. Um, and then we brought in Lucas Kovalan just before the season started. And I think that was kind of the big ticket for everybody. But it was spaced out in the end. But I think we've seen about seven or eight incomings in total. So, yeah, quite a lot of changes. 
Yeah. Tell us a, a few of them. I mean, Lucas Kovalan will be a name familiar to people who know the West Country football for scoring that goal for, for Torquay in the playoff final, wasn't it? Yeah, um, it was, yeah. Uh, I know they didn't go on to win it, but um, a, a goalkeeper was an important addition, was it, for, for yourselves? Yeah, massively. I mean, before we signed Kovalan, we only had one contracted goalkeeper. Um, that was Harley Earl. So he come through our youth academy. Um, it was said right at the start of the season, like at the start of pre-season, that he was going to be the number two for the season. And then everybody was looking at where we were come a week before the season start and thought we would be going into the season with, with the junior keeper. So, yeah, um, a very late signing, but I think one that pretty much every single Maidstone fan is happy with. Um, most people know how many goals we conceded last year in the National League. And to be fair, at times, quite a lot of that was down to goalkeeping errors and things like that so yeah I think it was needed um I think everybody's quite happy with what we ended up with yeah and another probably not familiar face but having um uh done a little bit of uh, googling around for him Ogo Obi who you mentioned there um I, I remember him being mentioned as a random we should sign him kind of player because I think somebody had looked down through the divisions and seen this lad who was really prolific at um National League South, or maybe when that happened, it was it was below that. But his backstory is quite interesting. He was um, really highly rated at Watford and had a trial mm. at Man United, by the looks of it. So, what what can you tell us about him? Well, in his youth, like you say, he was certainly a goal scorer. I mean, he was very prolific at everywhere that he played at. Um, I had to do quite a bit of looking into him myself, just because. He's like you say, one of these players you think you've heard of, but you can't yeah. quite remember. And then you look into it and it starts ringing bells. And yeah, it was just, he was actually told to move on from youth football to try and get into the men's games, try and progress a little bit better, just because obviously at youth level, it can stagnate quite a bit in terms of careers and things like that. And that's when he ended up dropping down to non-league. So that's how he got here. But pretty much every step he's taken up to here, he scored. So you'd like to think that could carry over to Maystone if he can get some consistency in the team. Yeah, Nigerian Messi. I saw one. I know. I did him. read I thought, that on the yeah. on the match preview you guys did, but I found that one myself, and I, I did have a little chuckle. But yeah, yeah, like you say, I think it was someone getting slightly overexcited. But <laughs> you never know. I never saw him play back then, so maybe he was that good. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm not. I wonder how many contenders there is for the crown of Nigerian Messi. But uh, but yeah. So I mean, you, you've had pre-season. You've had the uh, three games in now. How mm -hmm. is the team starting to come together? I think you've got the same results as us, in as much as one defeat, two wins. I think is that right? Yes. Yeah. 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 So um, yeah, we just obviously slightly different order. So obviously, yes. you guys lost to Hemel, but. Um, we had a we had a win against Slough start of the season. Um, I think there were some promising signs there. It was definitely a good result in terms of obviously getting the win, but there were signs of a newly forming team. Yeah. I think if you can get wins at that stage, that's obviously a good sign. But then when we played Bath last weekend, everything just, you know how fan bases do. It kind of imploded. This is not the right team. This is not the right this and that. But yeah, I think after Three nil was it at Bath? Yeah, is that right? Three yeah. Nil, so. And that was last Saturday. Yes, yeah, Saturday yeah. just gone. Um, but then obviously went to Braintree. Um, Braintree, really good side at this level, really good defensively as well. Um, and I thought we put in a pretty good performance. I thought, like I say, for a newly built team, a new manager to the game as well, never managed um, a team on his own before. So, yeah, I think we definitely show some positive signs um, that the squad's developing, the manager's developing his tactics and things like that. So promising signs, but obviously you can't really get carried away with any sort of result this early on the season, can you? 
No, definitely not. No, no. And you shouldn't get to lose your heads over um, a, a no, performance exactly, yeah, or, yeah. Uh, or, or, or a result. We've had a we've had a few fans losing their heads about our performance on Tuesday, and we won the game. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's football. That's football fans for you, isn't it? But it I is. wanted to ask you about the manager because George Elakobi, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people probably know him from his days playing for for Wolves. And I know when we spoke last season, you were telling us he's obviously a big um, fan's favourite when 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 he played at Maidstone as well. How's he settled? into because I think he was caretaker still when you played us and then he got the job permanently towards the end of last season yeah so I think it was just maybe six weeks before the end of the season something like a month before the end of the season um he did end up getting that as a full-time role but I think obviously looking at the run we were on last season a lot of people had a lot of questions you know you've got someone coming in on a caretaker basis um the state we were in when he took over was abysmal I mean we were already in the round relegation and only going down and unfortunately he couldn't really steady that ship i don't think many people could and that got him a lot of stick in the end but i think he's slowly starting to turn that around there is people who are obviously going to look at last season's results as the key indicator as to his ability but i think you've just got to give him time haven't you it's, it's a different level you know he's now starting to bring his own players in as well so yeah i think Braintree for me was the more promising game out of the three we've seen so far, just because we saw changes during the game. And that's not something we've seen too much under him. Um, you know, we changed the formation when it was going a little bit tough for us against Braintree and that resulted in us getting a goal. And then we was able to hold out a little bit better throughout the game as well. So just seeing that adaptability was, was a good sign for me. And I think it's as much of a learning process for the team as it is for him. And, and I think if they can just, gel and it clicks together I think it could work out in the end yeah and you're on this straight we're on a similar strange one we've got four home games in a row you've mm. got four away games in a row because is it there's some this game was supposed to be at Maidstone this weekend yeah. wasn't it yeah um, right. there's some building work going on at the stadium is that right yeah yeah so we've got um like a security stand almost just pitched up in one of the corners um and I think they're kind of tearing that out replacing it and then something to do with like a weigh-in toilets or facilities, something like that underneath the uh, the Genco stand, we call it, down the, uh, obviously, last season segregated away end. But yeah. yeah, it's been a few kind of quality of life changes going on down the ground. So I think they thought it's best to just get that out of the way and request that change. Yeah. Okay. So, so long journey, long journey down. So, I suppose the only uh, other question you ask is, what are you expecting from from Saturday? Is is this a season where you fans are expecting you to be pressing for promotion, or are people willing to give the new manager time to sort of settle in and the team time to settle in, or is it got to be you've got to be up there challenging? Well, I think it depends who you ask. There's a lot of people in the fan base who are looking at us as Maystone United in the South. Last time we were here, we won the league outright. Um, and that was only a couple of years ago. So they think they're still in that mindset of, well, now we're back down here, we should be winning the league again. Um, I think the strength of the league has increased significantly since we were last in it. I think even a lot of teams like Worthing and Farnborough, quite new to the division, performing very, very well, proving a big challenge for some teams. Um, obviously, Torquay and Yeovil dropping down as well, big competitors. But I think a lot of people are expecting based on the club size and the stature of the club to be up there fighting. But I think based on the fact we have got this new squad, we have got this new manager in, I think it's going to take some time to get used to. I think a lot of people would probably accept a playoff finish. I don't think people would be against that. I'd, I'd be quite happy with it. Um, but it's just 
seeing that progress there. I think fans just want to see that things are starting to go right. It hasn't got to be immediate success, but you know, we understand it's going to be a bumpy road. However, if we do manage to see the positives, you know, in the long term, then I think everyone will be okay with that. So yeah, not immediate success, but happy with like a long term plan. Okay. And um since uh we've been uh, at this level three games we've seen uh hamel Empstead who wanted to throw themselves on the ground all the time and we were playing on a plastic pitch which uh, i know you like plastic pitches uh, uh but once again we had saint albans who i thought were an excellent footballing side played the passed the ball really well maybe didn't have as much threat up front and then we had truro who, who, who came uh, to us to defend hit on the break what do you think we can expect from Maidstone this weekend? I think we will probably start off trying to get a foothold in the game. I think in the first three we've seen this season, we've set up relatively defensively to try and just get a foothold, maintain that possession early on, and then try and grow into the game. Um, I think the team understand that, you know, games ebb and flow and even if you do manage to get on top you've got to be cautious especially teams like Yeovil who obviously possess quite a lot of attacking ability they're going to hit you on the break and no matter how well you can control a game even against a high quality or low quality side they're going to be able to hit you every now and then so I think we'll come in quite cautious um, but I do think we've got quite a lot of good attacking talent so I think that fast break option will be there but I think mainly we'll, we'll go to sell quite cautiously if I'm honest. Okay. And uh, last final question. Then we've had, uh, I think, uh, 80-odd game from St. Albans, 70-odd game from, from, from Truro on a Tuesday night. Maidstone to Yeovil is a very long way in this division. So uh, how many uh, do, you, do you think will be travelling well? You said a few have gone already on, on Friday yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, I know a couple of people that are probably on their way up now, actually. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, other people uh, who I usually commentate with and stuff like that. But um yeah, I mean, I think we took about 100 to 150 to Bath. Right. So obviously That's the size and the stature and stuff of Yeovil and the you know intensity of that game is probably going to attract quite a few more people. It wouldn't surprise me to see us take, you know, in the region of 200, maybe wow. maybe a couple more. Um, okay. We are quite fairly well-travelled, but obviously we're still kind of in that summer period, aren't we, where attendances aren't quite at their peak. still on holiday, aren't on they? Holiday, yeah. yeah, so... And you don't know, but um, yeah, I'll be hoping to see around 200, if not more there. Fantastic. Right. Well, Joe, uh, have a good trip down. Uh, and obviously, don't want you to have a happy trip back, but <laughs> we, can, we can both agree on, on, on that one. But no, may the, uh, may the best team win. Thanks for joining us again. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard. Making Morris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. 